Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okie dokie. So we are ready to begin our new story. Uh, but before I do that, Masha, I told you before that I cannot always make all the announcements, but I thought I mentioned the Mazel Tov about your new niece, but you say I didn't mention her name, so the baby's name is Laoira Miriam. So now I mentioned it for sure, and just in case you didn't hear it the last time, so I hope you heard it this time. Okay, so now we gotta go Vita, right? Uh-huh, we definitely gotta go Vita. All right, now today is a Tynus. Are you sure you're gonna be able to tell a story today? Well, do I have much of a choice? I mean, all these kinderlach are looking forward to it, and they listen to me again on Friday, right? Uh-huh, that's right, uh-huh. Even I listen. Oh, that's very good. That's excellent. It's good to know. <coughs> I'm so happy to hear. Okay, so I have a wonderful story, uh, you know, but uh, first I just want you to know that uh, today is Tzayim Gedalia, and you know why we fast on uh, Tzayim Gedalia, right? Oh, yeah, sure, I know the whole story. I learned it in yeshiva. Woo! You learned it in yeshiva? You actually know it? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I know a lot of places don't have time to teach all these things, because, you know, all the Amantoyvim come around. You got to learn about Rosh Hashanah. You got to learn about Yerashavah Shemesh. You got to learn about Zubida. You got to learn about Sukkot. You got to learn about Hashanah Rabbah. You got to learn about Simchot Hashanah. That's what it of course. You know what I mean? I got to do all of these things. It's so much to learn, and there's a short amount of time. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, yes, I know. There's only a few days of Yeshiva in between all of these things. And then people come back, depending on when they come back from the summer. Some years, there's a good uh, few weeks before, uh, actually, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur begin. And some weeks, not. Okay, so do you want to tell the Eilam about some Gedali before we start the story? Only if it's relevant, because I thought you want to tell a story. I do, but I want everybody to understand why I want to tell this story. Oh, now I get it. 
Okay, so you have a great story. I do. And you want to tell it because it has something to do with a serishimate teshuva. And, of course, at Samaganalia, it's a very good opportunity to explain a couple of things that some people don't really understand. Okay, um, all right. So what I learned was that uh, when Nebuchadnezzar conquered uh, Eretz Israel in the first Gaulus, you know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, he understood that the land could only hold people... I mean, well, you know, I mean, well... Uh, uh, okay, you know what? Try to put your thoughts together and then tell me. Uh, okay, so, you know, uh, if you don't live in Eretz Israel, and I would live in Eretz Israel, let's say, right? So I know the land better than you would. So if you came and moved to Eretz Israel, you'd want me to help you over there so I could know how to take care of the land and show you how to take care of the land, right? That makes sense. So what happens is Nebuchadnezzar had appointed uh, this pretty big tzaddik named Gedalia ben Achikam. Okay, Gedalia ben Achikam was a very big tzaddik, and even some bring down and say he was a shtickle navi, you know. Anyways, so uh, a very big tzaddik, and he was like put as the governor by Eretz Yisrael over there. Okay, and what happens is uh, he was the governor over there. And, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, he was taking care of things. Now, of course, he had a few of his men with him. And, of course, Nebuchadnezzar left a few, uh, uh, you know, uh, Babylonians over there, you know. Uh, some of his own soldiers were there, too. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And so what happens is that, uh, there was a person named Yishmael Benesanya. He was very, 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 very jealous, okay? Uh, and uh, he was very, very jealous. Uh, 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 oh, you know what? Uh, when I tell this part, is it all right if I do it with voices and everything? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be more interesting. Okay, so Yishmael Benesanya was very jealous. And the king of Ammon, uh, he knew about this. And the king of Ammon was very upset, so he said... Well, 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 seems to be that Nebuchadnezzar, uh, <laughs> he allowed a Jewish person to rule. Yes, he allowed a Jewish person to rule. Yeah, to be a governor. I think the whole land should be desolate, empty. Well, I don't want to start out. When Nebuchadnezzar is too powerful for me, I know what I can do. I heard about Ishmael ben Asanya. Ha 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 Send for him, please. Yes, Your Majesty, right away. And so they sent for Ishmael ben Asanya, and he came to the King of Mama and he said, Yeah. Can I do something for you? Huh? You call me? What can I do for you? Yes. I know that you feel that you should have been the governor of Eretz Israel, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm better than this guy, Gadalia. Very well. <laughs> I'll give you some men to take with you in disguise. And I want you to go there... And trick Gedalia ben Achikam. And you can kill him. Do you understand? And then you can be the governor. <laughs> what do you say? I like that idea. Ah, I'll even give you some money. Uh, 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 I like that idea even better. Sure. Not a problem. Yeah. I'll do it as soon as possible. And so what happens is, uh, uh, there was somebody by the name of Yechanan uh, uh, ben Kareach, and he somehow managed to hear all about it. And he ran very, very quickly. And he went quick as possible, and he went to Gedalia ben Achikam, and he said, Rabbi Gedalia, Rabbi Gedalia, I must tell you something. You better listen to this. It's very important. Now, please, it's not Lush and Hurrah. It's something that could save your life. Please, please, 
Relax, Yochanan Makarea. Please, relax and tell me what it is. All right, I'll tell you what it is. You may not like to hear it, but I gotta tell it to you. You know, Yishmael Benesanya is jealous of you. Ah, there you go. You're talking Lashon Hara. No, 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 listen to me very carefully. The king of Ammon had hired him and convinced him that he should come and kill you. And he plans to kill you today on Rosh Hashanah. What? Today on Rosh Hashanah? Impossible. You'll see. He's going to come. There's no way. He's a Yid. He's a Yid. He wouldn't think of something like that. Out of all days. On Rosh Hashanah? Nah. You're talking Lashon Hara. I'm not Makabalit. But you don't understand. You have to be Makabalit. It's a fact. You need to save your life. You need to save everybody's here. He is coming armed. You will see. I'm telling you. You know the laws of Lashon Hara. There's many. Indeed, it's very complicated. However, one thing is for sure. It's not Lashon Hara. If it's to save lives, this has a toichen. This has a purpose. A toyelis. Please, listen to me, Gedalia. No, no, no. I refuse to hear Lashon Hara. I cannot believe a Yid will come to kill another Yid on Rosh Hashanah. And so, what happened was is, uh, uh, Yishmael ben Asanya came and he had his sword and his men had the sword hidden underneath and he came and he pretended that he was there. Hello there, Katalia ben Achikam. Ah, Yishmael ben Asanya. I've come here, it's Rosh Hashanah. Ah, yeah, the Day of Judgment. I came here because I think it's a good idea. We should be friends with each other. Ah, what do you say? I like the idea very much. I think we should sit down and enjoy a bit of a meal together in honor of this. Yes, let's please do that. And unsuspecting, Gadaya ben Achikam sat down with his men. Nobody was ready for it. And then all of a sudden, Yishmael ben Nasanya jumped up, pulled out the hidden sword, and he killed Gedalia ben Achikam. And he also had his men kill everybody that was there, including some of the Babylonian soldiers. But then, all of a sudden, some of the Babylonian soldiers managed to escape. And, of course, they would run to Nebuchadnezzar. And Yishmael ben Nasanya realized, oh, not a good idea. And all the other Eden started thinking, not a good idea to stay here anymore. We better get out of here. And so get out of here. They did. They all ran in different directions. And they went to, like, Mitzrayim. They went uh, all over different countries and everything. Uh, and they went to bubble, you know, because nobody wanted to be there when the Vuchanetza would, would say, decide to take revenge on it. And from that point on, uh, the land of Eretz Israel was very desolate. Uh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the real part of the goddess and the real part of the destruction was really felt at that time. Right? Yeah, you're very good at it. You know very much. But now I would like to point out something. Very important to understand. Like brought down in Mesil Shisharim, quoting Masechnes Nida, and that, you know, this story that happened is written, by the way, in Yirmiyo, in Perik Mem, and Mem Aleph. Okay, but a very interesting is that Yishmael was a very great Sandik, but yet he didn't consult with other Gedalim at that time. So some hold that it's an Avla of Gedalim ben Achikam. Now, what do we mean by that? Because, you know, the laws of Lashon Hara is very, very intricate. Uh-huh, that's right. And he should have consulted because he didn't want to believe that's possible another Yid will has to kill another Yid, especially on Rosh Hashanah. He didn't want to believe that, but that's what happened. And therefore, the Chazal teach us and tell us that we learn from this that we have to understand when and where to apply the halachas of Lashon Hara and to understand 
when it takes precedence that we can override the laws. For example, because he didn't listen and he didn't override it, and he was just too very stringent about the laws of of Lashon Hari Bishum and he didn't want to be Makabalit. So therefore it caused that not only he should be murdered, but it caused the thousands of others to be murdered. And also, unfortunately, it caused that the whole destruction of Eretz Yisrael was felt because it became desolate because everybody ran away. And on the other hand, Gedali ben was a very big tzaddik, very big tzaddik. And therefore, the Chachomim, Chazal, declared that it should be a fast day. But we don't fast on Rosh Hashanah. No, 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 no. So therefore it was pushed off to the third day of Tishrei. So we fast on Gimel Tishrei, and that's when some Gedalias. That's right. You got that right. Now let me tell you something. Very interesting thought to think about. That Chazal tell us that uh, the the death of a big, big tzaddik, especially someone like Gedalia Menachikam, is like a destruction of the base of Migdash. And why did it do it and compare it to this one? Because Grada, when Gedalia Menachikam was killed, unfortunately, the rest of the full Gullah's impact took place at that time. And so, therefore, we see that we got to be very, very careful what we do. And we got to be very, very careful with the laws of Lashon Hara. Yes, of course we're not supposed to talk Lashon Hara. I get it, Rabbi Herbs. What we got to do is uh, not talk Lashon Hara, but we also have to understand if there are certain Shilas, whether we're allowed to speak it or not, or in what category, we have to ask Das Torah, right? That's right. And we should never rely on our own opinion. You know why? Even though we're very learned, do you know why? Of course, because we're no gay bedaver. Now, you told me that uh, this you, you, you mentioned all this because you have a very interesting story. That's right, I do. I do, I do, I do. We are now in the midst of the Aseris Yemei Teshuvah. Uh-huh, yeah, and? Well, you know that during the Aseris Yemei Teshuvah, people got to change their ways. And we have to understand a few things. Now, sometimes we do little minor things and we think nothing of it. I would like to tell a story now that took place, I believe this story took place in the 1950s or early 60s. And in those days, people had a little bit more of a conscience, you know what I mean? Like in those days, if somebody did an Avera, oh boy, he was pretty bothered about it. Okay, yeah, there's an exception to rules. There were some people that weren't so bothered, you know. And then you have people that, you know, just go through the yum and merayim, uh, go through like a routine, but really don't take it too much to heart. Well, this is a story that, you know, uh, this kid, yeah, that's right, it has to do with a kid, and he took it to heart. Yeah, he was a sixth grader. He took it to heart. Mm-hmm, no question about it. And maybe this story could be inspirational that we should take things to heart and not say, eh, it's nothing. Ah. So I bumped into Yankala one day. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I spilled a little bit of water on, on, on Ruven. Ah, big deal. No, should not do that. It is a big deal. You know what? Why should I tell you more? I may tell you the story right now. Are we going to have time to finish it? I hope so. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Okay, so here we go. The name of the story, we're going to call it The Pipsqueak. Ah, I'm not that small. Not you. Okay, the name of the story is called The Pipsqueak. Uh, you mean like Pipsqueak, like in a little short guy? That's right, a little short guy. Now, of course, the names in the story are not necessarily the real names because, you know, I don't want anybody to get insulted and whatever. So here we go. This story took place in a certain yeshiva that, well, suffice it to say, was on the east side. And one day, it was like, you know, like 
sometimes there's other Aleph and other Beis, like this year. So therefore, the Yom and the Royim are a little bit deeper in, you know. And sometimes the Yom and the Royim are earlier, like Mamash at the end of August or the beginning of September, you know. And therefore, uh, you know, in certain cases, uh, you know, if you're in Yeshiva, you don't have so much time to learn about the Yom and Tovim and the Yom and the Royim, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Right. So therefore, this particular year that the story takes place, there was enough time to learn about the Yom and Tovim. So it was the beginning of the school year, and we'll call the principal's name uh, Rabbi Krieger. And Rabbi Krieger went into the sixth grade classroom, and he introduced, he said, uh, Boys, 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 boys. Man, Baruch Hashem, it's so nice of you to stand up uh, for COVID. I remember yes, those Rebbeim spoke with accents in those days. Well, it was the 1950s or the early 60s. So a lot of Rebbeim came from Europe. Yes, 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 they did. Oh, okay, go ahead. I will. If you let me, I'll let you. Okay, good. Baruch Hashem. Uh, so, uh, Kindler, Kindler, uh, you know, there's this little boy over here, and his name is Yankele, and uh, Yankele Mandel is going to be part of your class. All right? So, uh, uh, I want you to welcome him as a member of your class. Now, young Kilimandel, please stand here by the desk, and your Rebbe, Rabbi Kohn, is going to go over and take all your information to put it in his roll book, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Kindlech, you may sit down. You may sit down. Good, 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 good. And all of a sudden, he was standing by the Rebbe's desk, and the boys were looking at him. And there was a boy named Shimon, uh, we'll call him Shimon Rabinowitz. And Shimon Rabinowitz was looking at him, and he started thinking, Wow, look at this guy. Psst, guys, he's pretty small, isn't he? Yeah, he's a pretty short fella. No doubt about it. Yeah, he's uh, like a, a shrimpy guy. He's like a a, a real peewee. He's like a, a, a like a pipsqueak. Yeah, he's like a pipsqueak. And all of a sudden, Shimon started to whisper a little bit out loud. Doesn't know if the Rebbe heard him, but he started to call. Hey, hi, Pipsqueak, how are you? Hey, glad to meet you, Pipsqueak. And all of a sudden, the other Kindleluch started laughing. <laughs> He's right, Jimmy's right. This kid is a real Pipsqueak. Hi, Pipsqueak, how you doing? Hey, Pipsqueak, how you doing? <laughs> hi, Pipsqueak. Welcome to our class, Pipsqueak. And sure enough, at that moment, at that very moment, Shimon had charota that he called him a pipsqueak because he thought it was a cute nickname. But one look at this little boy, Jakob Mandel, it read like a big, gigantic book. And it seemed to say, I don't like that name. But he didn't say it. But his face sure said it that he was hurt by it. And at that moment, Shimon started thinking, uh, maybe it wasn't a good idea that I said that. Uh, wish I could take it back, but I can. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I remember Rebbe always said, your words are like bullets, and once you shoot it out of the gun, you can't take it back. Oh, I wish I didn't say it. All right, maybe it'll die down. Hey, guys, let's not call him Pipsqueak. Why not? That is a great name. All right, now, let me see now. Can you tell me your name, please, so I can write it in my whole book? 
Yeah, my name? Don't cry. You're welcome here. You are a good boy. Rabbi Krieger would not accept you in our yeshiva if he did not think you are a good boy. Now, let me see now. What's your name? My name is Jakob Mandel. Jakob Mandel, okay. Now let me write down your address, your phone number, your doctor's name, your mother's name. Okay, I got all the information. Uh, uh, boys, what is the commotion? Uh, nothing, Remy. Uh, nothing, Remy. Uh, no, nothing, Remy. <coughs> nothing, nothing. All right. Now, everybody, okay, now, um, uh, I will uh, like to introduce, like Rabbi Kinger said, this new boy, Jakob Mendel, is part of our class, and I'm sure he's a very smart boy. And everybody will be friendly to him, right? Uh, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, we'll be friendly to Pipsqueak, no problem. Yeah, we'll be friendly to Pipsqueak. What did you all say? Oh, nothing, Rabbi, nothing. I thought there was nothing. All right, everybody sit down and we will begin to learn. And so they all sat down. And they began to learn. And everything was going good. And then came recess. And the recess bell rang, whatever kind of bell they had in those days. They didn't have the electronic one that goes, Ooh! They didn't have a, a bell like that. I believe it was a little bit different. So the recess bell rang. And all the kinderlech went to recess. It was very interesting. They were having a good time. Some went to play ball. But, of course, Yankel Mendel went out there thinking that he's going to have a good time. Uh, can I play? Hey, sure, Pipsqueak. Come over here. My name is not Pipsqueak. My name is Yankel Mendel, if you don't mind. Okay, Pipsqueak, if you say so. <laughs> Hope you don't mind. I mean, you are a Pipsqueak, you know. But I could play ball. And all of a sudden, Shimon, who had Harata, that he started this whole business with the Pipsqueak stuff, he went over and says, hey, hey, come on, guys, let's stop calling him Pipsqueak. We know his name is not Pipsqueak. We know his name is, is Yaakov, okay? All right, all right, so uh, let's call him Yaakov. Hey, I say we choose him in, okay? All right, you want to choose in the pipsqueak? We'll choose in the pipsqueak. No problem. And sure enough, because Shimon said to choose him in, they chose him in. And Shimon tried to keep calling him in the game. Come on, Yaakov, you can do it. Hit a home run. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And they were playing punch ball. And, of course, he hit the ball. He was pretty good for a little guy. And, of course, he got on base and everything like that. And, uh, you know, the, you know, Shimon was proud of him. And he said, hey, way to go, Yakov, Yakov. And the other teammates was going, pipsqueak, 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 pipsqueak. Hey, I didn't think the pipsqueak had it in him. Hey, you're pretty good for a pipsqueak, you know. And it just went on. And, the, and of course, that day, when Yeshiva was over and Yaakov Mendel went home, he had a very sad face. And his father and mother looked at him. And his mother said, What's the matter, Yingle? Why don't you tell me what's the matter? Yes. What is the problem? Please. Tell me, you don't like the school? Come on, you're only there one day. You can't judge a school for one day. Well, uh, it, it, the boys over there are not very nice. What? The boys are not nice? What do you mean by that? Please elaborate. I, I don't understand. It, it was a very nice yeshiva. We researched it. We had a lot of good reports. That's right. So please, tell me, what's the problem? 
Well, Tati, you know I'm very short. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, when the time comes right, you're going to shoot up. You'll be like a giant, like Oig Melachaboshan. I mean, but you're not going to be a Russia as if you're Oig But you might be very tall. Don't worry. It's happened before. I mean, take a look at me. I'm pretty tall. But you know, when I was a little boy, I was a pipsqueak. Oops, sorry. I was a small boy like you. That's the point, Tati. That's what they're calling me. Everybody's calling me pipsqueak. Yeah. What? That's not nice. That's not nice. Uh, you told him you don't like it? I did, but they still call me Pipsqueak. I told them my name is Yakov. <laughs> call me Yakov Mandel, but no. They're calling me Pipsqueak. And the only one that stopped calling me Pipsqueak is Shimon Rabinowitz. He's the only one. But you know something, Tati? He's the one that started it. If he didn't start it, then nobody would be calling me Pipsqueak. And now he's trying to stop calling me Pipsqueak, but everybody else still calls me Pipsqueak. <laughs> I don't want to go to such a yeshiva. Now wait a second. Let's not jump to conclusions so fast. Now you listen to me, boy chickle. You're my boy chickle. You're my England. I love you very much. And your mama loves you very much. And everybody loves you very much. And your yeshiva's gonna love you very much. Now you listen to me. Words are very harmful. Okay? Words can penetrate and do a harm that uh, a, a, a stick can do. What do you mean by that, Tati? Well, suppose uh, a Ruven had a stick, and he takes the stick, and he gives you a patch with the stick. He hit you pretty hard. So you're either going to get a scratch, a bruise, you're going to bleed a little bit, you're going to turn black and blue, right? Yeah. Well, so when you're turning black and blue, and it's going to be red, a polka dot, whatever, Rainbow? Maybe a rainbow, I don't know. Anyways, so what happened is, you're getting such a patch like this, you're understanding what I'm saying, you get the patch, but eventually it will heal. Could be a week, could be two weeks, if it's a small patch, a few days after, but it will heal. And when somebody insults you, when somebody makes fun of you, and he uses words, it's not like a, a, a boo-boo, a zets from a stick. Those words hurt very, very much. They are stuck better. Oy, 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 oy. The words hurt terribly. You understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. Well, anyways, that's what happened. You see, even the boy who started calling you Pisky, he stopped calling you, but the others didn't. And you still feel the pain. So how do you stop such a pain? Well, let me tell you something. I learned when I grew up in Europe, okay, there were a lot of anti-Semitism there, a lot of Jew haters there. And whenever we walked the streets over there, every time they uh, called us names and everything and they made fun of us and things like that. But you know what? We didn't let it bother us. We didn't let it bother us. We ignored them. We ignored them. And eventually, you know what happened? They stopped calling us names. Some didn't stop, but you know what? It didn't affect us. We didn't let it bother us. We went away. We were misparalleled. And the Shem should help us. Okay? So in short, this here painful feeling you have is there right now. But you could let it heal. It may take a while, but it can heal. But I want you to understand something. Every time somebody calls you pipsqueak, <clears throat> it's going to bother you. If you let it bother you. But if you ignore them, then you ignore them. But I want to play ball. And then they tell me, come here, pipsqueak. Don't go. If they call you pipsqueak, you don't go. You look at... But I want to play ball. Ah, so listen, here's what you do. 
When they call you pipsqueak, you look to the right, you look to the left, you look all around, and you say, um, I don't know who you're talking to. My name is Yankel, Yankel Mendel. You're talking to me, then please call me Yankel Mendel. I don't know who pipsqueak is. But they'll say it's me. Oh, if they say it's you, say it's not you. I don't know why you're calling me pipsqueak. And if they say because, because I'm short, they say, I am short, yes, but my name is not pipsqueak. My name is Yankel Mandel. That's what you have to do, okay? Oh, okay, I'm going to try it, okay? Very good. You try that. And so, sure enough, the next day, Yaakov Mendel went to the yeshiva, and Shimon greeted him right away. Oh, hi. How you doing, Yaakov? How are you? So good to see you. Huh. You know something? You're really a nice guy. <clears throat> I like you very much, and, 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 and I, I, I hope you and I, we could be friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we could. Well, look at that. He's not calling me Pipsqueak. Baruch Hashem. Yeah, maybe we could be friends. Hey, Pipsqueak, how you doing? Yeah, hi, Pipsqueak. <laughs> hi, Pipsqueak. Um, excuse me, uh, who are you talking to? <laughs> We're talking to you. Yeah, you, little Pipsqueak. Me? No, 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 you must have the wrong person. See, my name is Yaakov. Mandel, okay? I don't know who Pipsqueak is. You're Pipsqueak! No, 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 no. I'm not Pipsqueak. My name is Jakob Mandel. Hey, you're a Pipsqueak. Okay. You, 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 I don't know who you're talking about. I'm telling you like this. You want to talk to me? You want me to answer you? You got to call me Jakob Mandel. And sure enough, it came recess time. And when recess time came, he went outside. And he looks around. Yada-dee-da-dum. And everybody looks around too. Yada-dee-da-dum. And there is Shimon. Okay, guys. Uh, let's go play a game of punch ball. All right? Now let's go. Uh, no problem. Hey, Pipsqueak. You want to play with us? Hey, Pipsqueak, I'm talking to you. Yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Hey, Pipsqueak, we're talking to you. You want to play ball? And, of course, he did exactly what his father said. He turned to the right, and he turned to the left, and he looked at them straight in the eye, and he said, I, I don't know who you're talking about, but my name is Yaka Mandel. If there's another person here by the name of Pipsqueak, um, I don't know who you're talking to because I don't see any other guy here besides me, so... My name is Yaakov Mendel, so you, you want me and call me Yaakov. <laughs> Get along this pipsqueak. Hey, pipsqueak, we're talking to you. I'm looking to the right. I'm looking to the left. I, I, I don't see pipsqueak. Who is he? Where is he? You're pipsqueak. No, 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 no. You got it all wrong. My name is Yaakov Mendel. And sure enough, he did that for a while. Some people stopped calling him the bad name, and some people didn't. But he ignored them. And some people, you know, would say, Excuse me, Pipsqueak, out of the way. And he wouldn't get out of the way. And he get out of the way. And he pushed him. Excuse me. That was not nice of you to push me. I think I'll tell Rebbe on you if you ever do that again. Hey, I told you to move. No, you didn't. You didn't say, Yankee, please move. You didn't say, Yaakov, please move. You didn't say, Yaakov Mandel, please move. So I don't know who you're talking to. Who's talking to you, Pipsqueak? I told you, I have no idea who Pipsqueak is, but it's not me. It's you. You're the shrimpy kid. No, I may be short, but my name is Yaakov Mandel. Sorry, my parents did not give me the name Shrimpy or Peewee or, or Pipsqueak or anything like that. They gave me the name Yaakov, and I'm very proud of it. So you want me to answer you? You want to talk to me? Call me Yaakov. And gradually, more and more people stopped calling him Pipsqueak. And eventually it got quiet. And every time that 
Shimon Rabinowitz used to hear the name Pipsqueak being called to Yaakov, it hurt him because he felt bad because he was the guy who started it all. And finally, a few weeks into school passed by and people stopped calling him and it quieted down. The nickname Pipsqueak quieted down. And now that that quieted down, Shimon didn't feel so bad as he used to. And then finally the Rebbe said, Okay, Yingelech, Yingelech, I want that everybody should sit down now and uh, it's time to learn some more haloches from the Yomim Toivim. Now we were in the middle of learning about Yom Kippur the last time the bell rang. All right, so everybody open up the to the last place where we were. Now, let me explain this very clearly. Yom Kippur is a very holy day. It is more holier than Shabbos Kodesh. Why do we say that? Because if Tishabov falls out on a Shabbos, we don't fast. No, we push it off uh, to later. Yeah. Any fast that falls on the Shabbos, we don't do. It's the only one that if the fast day falls on Shabbos and we would fast is Yom Kippur. Also, if a Yom Kippur falls in the middle of the week, well, you're allowed to carry what's necessary. You're allowed to cook and everything like that. But if Yom Kippur falls in the middle of the week, it's like a Shabbos. You cannot carry, cannot cook, and anything like that. And we fast, of course, whether it be weekday or Shabbos. It's very holy day. Now, it's a time we dive in, we look into ourselves, and any Avera that we did, Ben Odam Lemokom. That means any Avera that we did, I know what that means, Rabbi. Any Avera that we did against Hashem's Torah or something like that. Well, there are more things to the Hashem's Torah than what you're thinking in your mind right now. What do you mean, Rabbi? Well, one of the things that I'm talking about is that, let's say, you're Machal Shabbos. Let's say by mistake, you turned on a light, Chaps from Shulem, on Shabbos Kodesh. Then, if you want, you can do tshuva, and you can cry and feel bad that you did something wrong on Shabbos. You could ask Hashem to forgive you for this, because that's between you and Hashem. And of course, if you want Hashem to forgive you, you must tell Hashem <coughs> that you will not do this ever again. You'll work on it. That's been Adam le Lamokim between a person and a Kodesh Baruchu. Now, there's one thing that many people think that because we are so careful and we have all these fillers and everything to get us riled up to ask for forgiveness and everything on Yom Kippur, they think it causes all forgiveness. But no. Let me tell you something very clear. The Shulchan Oerich tells us, Chazal tells us, that if we did something wrong to somebody else, Chas V'Sholem, if we stole something, or Chas V'Sholem, if we took something even for a minute that doesn't belong to us, and we didn't return it, or even if we returned it, but we didn't ask for Mechila from the person that we did the problem to, Yom Kippur is not Mechaper. So you understand that? Yom Kippur is not Mechaper for Averes ben Odem Lechaveroi. Also, if you damage someone's property, or you broke someone's toy, or something like that, even if you pay for it, 
You're not having a kapora? You're not having any kapora for it? Even on Yom Kippur, if you don't ask for mechila. Now, of course, if somebody did something to somebody and the person is really feeling sorry about it, yes, the other person should be moichel, should definitely give the mechila. Oh, so Rabbi, so what you're saying is, if let's say um, um, I, I, I pushed uh, Shlomo's arm with my mistake, and then, you know, I said I was sorry, and I won't do it again, I'll be more careful when I'm walking, I won't push into you, uh, then uh, he should forgive me, right? That's right, but you also have to make sure you don't push into Shlomo's arm again. Oh, okay. And, of course, that goes without saying. Many times people think that it's okay to call somebody a nickname. For example, if somebody's name is Moishe, and we decide to call him Moishi, we have to make sure that Moishe doesn't mind being called Moishi. Because even if he is called Moishi, and you say it's just a nickname for Moishe, you can't call him Moishi if Moishe doesn't want to be called Moishi. But if he doesn't mind me calling Moishi, like Yosef doesn't mind calling Yesi or Yossi or Moti, all these type of names like this, they don't mind, then it's okay. But also, most definitely, sometimes people call people with a derogatory. Am I saying the word right? Derogatory, Rabbi. Yeah, if somebody says him with a derogatory tone, let's say somebody calls somebody a slumpy or a, a sloppy or something like that, then there's no mechila and kapora whatsoever, even a young keeper, unless the person goes over and asks the person that he called him slumpy or sloppy, whatever he called him, and he has to ask him, for Mechila. Okay? Ah, uh, okay. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, the bell should be ringing any moment now, and class will be over for our Hebrew studies. Oh, there's the bell. Okay. Get yourselves ready for lunch, and then from lunch you will go to your English class. And, of course, at the end of that day, Suddenly, Shimon, when he found himself going to sleep that night, he started thinking, Oy vey, wow, Yom Kippur's not mechaper. Oy, 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 to think what I did to my friend Yaakov. Oy, what did I do to my friend Yaakov Mandel? The first day he came, I didn't mean it like it, anything. You know, I didn't think it was going to be nasty or anything. <laughs> but I called him Pipsqueak. And then everybody caught on and they called him Pipsqueak and, and hurt his feelings. Ay, ay, ay. I got to ask him for Mechila. Definitely ask him for Mechila. And that night he was tossing and turning in bed. He couldn't sleep so well in the morning. He was like a fashlufener. And his mother said, Oy vey, Shimon, what's the matter? Look at your face. Go wash your face. Refresh yourself. Didn't you go to sleep last night? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. But I don't know. I guess I had a, must have had a nightmare or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, have a good day in yeshiva. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, no problem. And sure enough, he went to yeshiva, he down with the yeshiva minion. Even though he's in the sixth grade, he wasn't by mitzvah, but, you know, those days, a lot of them went to the yeshiva minion, and they were saying slichas and everything, everything was fine. And then he looked around and says, okay, I'm going to see him, I'm going to ask him for mechila. And just then, when he wanted to go over and, and, and ask him for mechila, he said, Oh, there you are. Uh, Shimon, my good friend. Oh, you know, I, I don't know where my notepad is. Um, I'm, I, I forgot where I wrote down uh, the, the math homework, and I want to do it at, at recess time. Uh, uh, can, can I borrow your notepad? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Here. Uh, thanks a lot. Oh, you know what? I can start it now. Uh, I'll see you later. Yeah, sure. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
I didn't get a chance to ask him for Mechila. And all that day, try as he may, he was trying to find a moment to ask him for Mechila, but it didn't work. I'll have to try the next day, tomorrow. And sure enough, the next day came, and it didn't happen again. No matter what he did, no matter how hard he tried, it didn't work out. And he went home again very sad. And his mother said, Ay, 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 look at you. Are you coming down with a cold? Uh, no, not exactly. And just, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm okay. Don't worry. I hope so. You look terrible. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, okay. You know what? Let me go to sleep. And he went to sleep that night, and he still tossed and turned. Ay, 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 I can't sleep so well. I, I'm going to go into Yom Kippur. I'm going to ask Hashem to be in my virus, but why should he? If I don't have Mechila, and from what I did, I hurt his feelings so badly. I have to ask him for Mechila. Tomorrow, that's it. No matter what, tomorrow, I am going to ask him for Mechila. Yes, yes, yes. And sure enough, the next day came. He went to yeshiva. But something was different. He didn't know that Yaakov had a dentist appointment in that morning and he couldn't change it. And he had to go in the morning. And so he wasn't in yeshiva. All right, all right. All right, we're here by Dominic. Look around here. I got a concentrate my Dominic. Where's Yaakov? Where's Yaakov Mendel? Where are you? you, you. It's me, Shiva Rabinowitz. Gotta ask you, Mechila. Hey, hey, Shimmy. Why are you looking at the shitter? Who are you looking for? Cockroach or something? <laughs> uh, no, no, that's no, all right. Uh, you know. Hey, has anybody seen uh, ya- Yaakov, uh, Yaakov Mendel? Oh, no, I didn't see Yaakov, sorry. No, I didn't see Yaakov either. Well, we got a daven. You better consider your davening, okay? Otherwise, we're going to get another musashmus from Rebbe. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, right, 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 right. And sure enough, they finished davening. And he finished his davening. Then he went for breakfast. And still, they're looking around in the yeshiva lunchroom. They're all eating breakfast. And they're looking to the right, looking to the left. But there was no sign of Yaakov. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, ay, ay. What am I going to do? Today is the last day before we're off for Yom Kippur. I, I got to ask him for Mechila before Yom Kippur. What's going on? I got to ask him for Mechila. Gotta ask him, where is he? Oh, I hope he's not sick. Excuse me, Shimon, is everything all right? (coughs) Meet me, Uh, yeah. Why, you look very, uh, I don't know how to say. You look like you're very pale and you're a bit red under the eyes. I mean, uh, I can't tell Rebbe I was crying. Uh, maybe I'm coming down with a little cold. Oh, so when you cough or sneeze, make sure you cover your nose and your mouth, yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'll, I'll, I'll be very careful. Oh, good, 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 good. Ah, very nice. All right. Very interesting. All right. Kinderleg, let us all sit down and let us start learning. And sure enough, they began learning. And all of a sudden, it was around 10 o'clock. And just at that moment, the door opened up quietly. (coughs) And slowly and quietly walked in Yaakov. And he walked quietly to the Rebbe's desk and put a note down on the Rebbe's desk. The Rebbe read it. Aha, all right. You're excused. You may sit down, Yaakov. And all of a sudden, at that moment, when he heard Yaakov's name being mentioned, 
Shimon Rabinowitz perked up his head. He looked up from the Gemara, and he looked up and he saw Yaakov was there. He couldn't contain himself. It was the day before the vacation of Yom Kippur. I wouldn't call it vacation. The day before the offer Yom Kippur. Because Erev Yom Kippur, nobody has school. And even in those days, and he jumps up from his seat. <sighs> Yaakov, Yaakov, am I so happy you're here? <sighs> uh, uh, please, please, <clears throat> you got to be Michael me. Please, please, be Michael me. Please, please. <clears throat> uh, 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 what? And the Rebbe at the same time said, What is going on here? Be Michael, Yaakov, should be Michael you? What should Yaakov be Michael you for, Shimon? What is going on here? I thought both of you are the best of friends now. Yeah, yeah, we are, we are, we are. But nonetheless, do you remember that first day of school? Uh, one second, one second, one second. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, uh, Kinderlach, everybody over here, uh, do me a favor. Uh, continue chasering the Gemara that we learned yesterday. Chasering when I come back into the room, we will learn a few lines of the Gemara weiter further, okay? Uh, um, um, uh, Yaakov, uh, you don't mind to step out of the room? But, but I just got here. It's all right. You're not in trouble, don't worry. <laughs> all right, and Shimon, please step out of the room. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, okay. No problem. All right. Now tell me what seems to be the problem. What is it that you're so excited Look, as you jump up and you ask him that he should be Michael you? Well, um, do you remember what you said like a few days ago when we were learning uh, Shulchan Aruch? Yeah, about Yom Kippur, yeah. And you remember you said like if you do something to someone else and Yom Kippur's not Mechaber unless you ask for Mechila? That's right, yeah. So, uh, but you two are the best of friends. Uh, yeah, uh, Yaakov, um, you remember that that first day uh, of yeshiva uh, when uh, Rabbi Krieger brought you into the classroom? Uh, yeah, it's the kind of day I want to forget. I'm not sure I follow. What's going on? Well, Rabbi, uh, we don't know if you heard or not, but in an undertone, I started to, um, you know, because, I mean, Yaakov's not exactly Mr. Tall, you know, person and everything, and... And 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 uh, um, so uh, I I started calling him Pipsqueak under the breath. You know, I was going like, "Hi, Pipsqueak, how you doing?" And then all the other guys started to pick up on it, and I realized when I looked at Yaka's face, he didn't take it as a nickname, as a nice nickname. He he got insulted, and I was very sorry that I did that, but I never asked him for Michaela, and I got quiet about it. And then I try I. Stopped calling him, you know, I tried my best, but the other guys were still calling him for a long while. And, by the way, I mean, how did you get them to stop calling you Pipsqueak? Oh, well, I did what my father said. An insult can only hurt you if you let it. So, every time they called me Pipsqueak, I made believe that they weren't talking to me. And I said, if you're talking to me, my name is not Pipsqueak, I'm Jakob Mandel. And eventually, more and more people stopped. And finally, after about three weeks, nobody started calling me Pipsqueak anymore. Wow. That's so nice. But still, I'm the cause of this. And I caused you to feel bad. And that was wrong for me. And, and, and I want to ask you, Michaela. So, would you? Could you? Would you? Would you please uh, be Michael me? Could you? Would you? Would you? Would you? Of course. Now you're my best friend. Sure, I'm Michael you. Because I see you learned your lesson. Because one of the things when a person gives mechila, <coughs> a person is being Michael, I, I, you know, he has to make sure that the other person, the one who did the thing wrong, should never repeat it again. Because when a person does tshuva, there's three things you have to do, right, Rabbi? That's right. You first have to recognize you did something wrong, and then the next thing is you have to feel bad about it, and then the third thing is never to repeat the bad thing again. So if you want Mechila, you have to recognize what you did was wrong and never repeat it again. Oh, don't worry, Remy. I haven't called anybody a nickname ever since then. And you guys are sure I don't intend to. All right, then I think everything is settled. 
Are you Michael him? Uh, of course I'm Michael him. Good. Now both of you shake hands. Kvardik. Now we can go into the classroom. And sure enough, they went into the classroom. They both sat down with big smiles on their face. And the rest of the day went smooth. And when Shimon came home, his mother said, Wow, you had a quick recovery. Your face looks so beautiful now again. Yep, you never know what a good word can do. And sure enough, that good word was mechila. He had his mechila. So I hope everybody learns from this story. Well, I know. when everybody learn a wonderful lesson. Never to Shalom, insult anybody or call anybody nicknames that are derogatory. And never call somebody a nickname without checking with them first if it's okay. Because maybe the person won't like it. And everything like that. And Yom Kippur is coming around the bend. So everybody, hey, you know what you got to do. Go around asking your friends for Mechila. Ask anybody and anybody for Mechila. Okay, I think it's time. Yes, it is. Okay, so everybody have a wonderful Shabbat Shuvah, and everybody have a wonderful Yom Kippur, a meaningful Yom Kippur, that is. Okay, don't forget, change your ways for the better, and ask Mechila from everybody around you. Even if you don't remember what you did, ask it anyways. Call to my... Goodbye!